Hello and welcome to this interview on how cities can maximise the value of fibre, brought to you by Smart Cities World in association with Fotech Solutions. I'm Sue Weeks, news editor of Smart Cities World. There is far more to fibre optic cabling than connectivity, but how can cities extract maximum value from it? The answer lies in distributed acoustic sensing technology. This converts the fibre into millions of sensors that can monitor what is going on in a city 24-7. The momentum behind this emerging technology is rapidly building. It can spawn a range of smart city applications in areas such as traffic management and asset monitoring. For telecom operators, DAS can provide another way of monetizing assets. It can also create other business opportunities for new entrants into the smart city ecosystem. To find out more about how DAS can help release more value from the fiber under the ground, I'm delighted to be joined by Maria Shao, Chief Sales Officer of Fotech. Hi Sue, thanks for having me. So Maria, how can DAS help cities to get more from the fibre in the ground, especially in an era when many face reduced budgets? First of all, I think it's laying fibre, as we all know, is actually quite expensive and uh, capital intensive business. And part of, part of what we are trying to change here is basically multi-use or reuse of infrastructure that is already on the ground. So when you're actually laying fiber for mostly in general communication and broadband uses, there's actually more you could do with some of the fiber that you've already laid. Uh, so if you think about kind of the, you know, the number of fiber pairs that are being laid on the streets and cities and uh, towns across the UK, it's actually usually only a partial use of it, right? Just because fiber has so much capacity in terms of uh, telecoms capacity. And what we're saying is that there's actually other uses you could have of all those additional fiber pairs that you have on the ground. And this, um, this is something that I, coming from telecoms, I actually didn't know the technology. <laughs> and it makes me very happy to see that there's actually use for spare, mostly spare capacity that is there already. And so how can, how, can we, um, how can we use this fiber? So the first and obvious use is to actually keep track of what's going on with the other fiber in, in, the, same, in the same route, right? So it's basically fiber used, used to protect fi fiber or anything going on along that fiber. So it, it kind of expands from, okay, we could have fiber protecting or monitoring what's happening to the actual fiber and the duct where the fiber is. So that's one immediate use, right? It's a lot of people talk about, you know, digital twins and things like that. So the fiber could be actually a twin of another fiber, basically, if you think about it. And then you can expand to anything that is within a certain distance of that fiber or the duct, okay? So this is where we get into use cases that are, for example, uh, roads, right? Uh, roads, light railway, um, sort of water pipelines, could be sewers as well. So there's actually a lot of places where you would be installing fiber optic cables for the communication side of it. But actually, once you've done it, then why not use it to monitor other things that are within, within reach of the sensing technology? So that is basically what we're saying that you could actually improve, let's say, the financial business case of laying the fiber because you can find more uses to it uh, that are not specifically only for the broadband uh, for the broadband use, which is usually the major the major use case. Okay, no, that's great. Um, can DAS help cities to address the really critical challenges such as digital equity, for instance? Yes. Well, 
two things. I mean, I think we're talking here about kind of benefit to the to the uh, to the end user, the consumer. It does because if you actually if you improve the business case for laying fiber, because there's going to be more ways to monetize it or uh, use it, right, or use the asset. It means that it sort of lowers the the barrier to the deployment. So let's say if from the beginning we we all collaborate in a way, right? So everybody involved in a city, if we could all collaborate and say, okay, well, okay, this is the plan to uh, to deploy fiber in a given city, brownfield or new city or new construction, etc. If we all actually added up all the value that we could generate from all the different uses of the fiber at the same time the actual financial kind of proposition and the investment proposition would actually improve, right? And so that means that uh, hopefully that would mean there would be more fiber deployed because we have more uses for it than, than just broadband, for example, in remote locations. If you actually could monitor, I don't know if the fiber is going to run a road, um, if on top of actually reaching however, however, however many people you want to you connect to the broadband network, but if on top of that, you could do something about the roads, uh, monitor the traffic, pedestrians, even security uses, right? Then it would add up to the business case and presumably would make it easier to make the decision to lay the fiber. That's great and makes a lot of sense, Maria, thank you. You're from a tele telco background yourself. Um, how can DAS help telcos to monetize their networks as well as perhaps build a more robust business case for laying more fiber? So this is an interesting one because I've been thinking about it ever since I, uh, since I joined uh, Fotech. There's fiber is probably one of the most valuable assets for uh, telecoms operators, whether, whether they have to buy it from someone else that is only doing fiber or whether they own it themselves. So depending on how integrated they are in terms of the infrastructure. But clearly fiber, especially in particular locations, right, is a very high value asset. Okay, so I can I can give you a couple of examples. One extreme is submarine fiber optic cables. So those are the kinds of assets that telcos own. And so those are very critical assets. Why? Because there's very few of them. <laughs> and they actually also carry the worldwide internet traffic, um, video traffic, all the kinds of things that we like to use on a, on a personal uh, basis. At the same time, there's also a lot of terrestrial fiber, right? And if you look at if you look at uh, national or even international networks, they all happen to uh, usually there's, there's, there's places where they actually tend to kind of congregate or have high density of multiple fiber networks across the world, across cities, etc. And so one of the things that that we're thinking about in a, in a very kind of focused way is how we can help both the operators that own the fiber to actually use the fiber. To, to protect those critical locations, for example, or those critical paths, but also try to help the actual, the retail operators to monetize it by offering better, better services or new services to their customers. And these would tend to be mostly enterprise or industrial type customers. Okay, so it's, it's almost like a, a double benefit, I would say, because some, some operators are purely fiber operators in which case they can make the network better or they're offering better, more secure, uh, you know, better quality, better maintenance. And at the other end, those operators who use the fiber then can create other types of services for their end customers. Okay, thanks Maria. 
cities face very different challenges. Some have a city-owned fibre network, while others are able to take advantage of, to take this approach. How can DAS tackle these challenges? Two things. When a, when a city or a community owns the fibre, I think there's an interesting proposition here that is basically about not necessarily reselling your fibre as an infrastructure for other carriers to use, for example, but actually sort of bundling it for your own services that you're going to be providing to your own population. So, so for example, some of the things that we're trying, that we're trialing actually across different places around the world, including uh, Milton Keynes and, and, and Sheffield, are more about, you know, how to use the fiber to improve congestion, because then that has a direct impact on pollution and people's health. It's actually quite proven that around certain junctions or certain neighborhoods, because there's high traffic, um, there's a direct, there's a very impact on sort of respiratory issues, stress, all kinds of all kinds of things, right? So I think there's a there's a case as well of the investment that the city made to own their own fiber actually can be leveraged to improve people's everyday lives, right? And so that's not something that they are gonna actually sell, right? But I think it's probably something that citizens of that town would actually subscribe to the fact that their money is well spent. So it's not so much as I'm going to be investing to get more revenue, but actually I'm going to invest to improve my local constituency's life, right? Sure. And in turn, I guess engaging and in turn, increasing citizen engagement is very important to get buy-in from the citizens. So I guess that's a very important point to make on its own, isn't it? Right. I mean, that's, this is interesting because I think it also touches on things that, things like, you know, using what you already have without having to, I don't know, dig up the streets again, for example, or having to, you know, to add a lot of kind of sort of new, massive, different types of technologies. Or there's also, there's also questions about, you know, what is the, um, sort of the, the sort of power and energy consumption, right? So, you know, do you want in a linear sensor environment because of okay i can cover you know dozens to maybe a hundred maybe hundreds of kilometers right in 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 one go equipment at the ends or do you want to cover the entire thing in i don't know sometimes i don't know wireless technologies which are complementary right but depending on the use that you want to that you want to make if you have linear type assets or linear things to sense it actually makes more sense to have fiber sensing than it is to have point point sensors for example right but at the same time we're complementary right so for example a lot of the fiber is actually laid in order to enable uh 5g networks right or the future of 6g networks right <laughs> and so that again is actually fiber that's being there to improve mobile coverage but then it could be used for more than just connecting mobile uh, radio stations right so uh so yeah so the whole thing is what we're, trying, what we're trying to do is say, okay, we all need to kind of work together at a city level to try to all collectively add our bit of the value because then it become evident, right? That it's the right thing, the right thing to do. That's great. Thank you, Maria. Finally, do you think DAS can help to attract some new entrants to the smart city ecosystem? Obviously we see this expanding all the time. How do you think, um, what's DAS's role in that, attracting new entrants to the smart city market? 
Okay, so in a sense, we are ourselves sort of a kind of new entrant to the, to the smart city uh, world, because traditionally we, we don't come from, from the city environment, actually, we come much more from the industrial type environment. So I guess we are proof. We think it's going to be sort of an enabler. Okay, so in terms of new entrants, not so much new entrants, because I think, for example, most of the sensor data players or uh, city platform players, I think there's quite a few already, right? So I think it's not so much bringing new ones, but basically enabling the ones that are already there and actually increasing the number of use cases, for example, or improving, because our data is going to be quite uh, different than the data that already exists. So actually what we're thinking is that we become sort of an additional set of data that comes from a different uh, type of sensor, from different types of measurements and environments that actually can add a lot of value to all the data that's already there, right? It wouldn't so much be a question of new entrants, entirely new entrants, but actually creating new, new value propositions, I think, together with probably the ecosystem that is already there. That's great, Maria. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you for watching and we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Sue. Thank you.